For more information on how you can be challenged for the purpose of change, visit us at patmosreality.com. Welcome back to the Patmos Podcast. I'm here in the studio with Adonis Reeves. Hello. And Ian Brockway. Hey, guys. And Feridun Makhoff. Hello. He is here in the studio with us, a guest <laughs> speaker. Zach is taking a, a break, uh, and he'll be joining us on our next podcast. But uh, uh, we're going to be tackling John chapter 2, where Jesus turns water into wine. Feridun, would you open us in prayer? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that we can think about your word. We can talk about it, Lord Jesus. And thank you that you have given us the opportunity of sharing your word with each other and with the world. Thank you. In your name. Amen. Amen. You know, within the context of this story, Jesus is on, he's at a wedding and uh, he's brought his friends, his disciples with him. And maybe that's why they ran out of wine. We don't know. <laughs> um, but he... Uh, tells the servants to fill up these water pots and they fill them up and uh, they then draw this water and they take the water to the guy who's running the whole event and this water turns into wine. It's the, the first miracle that's recorded of Jesus. This this concept of this water and this the, and how it turns into wine to me is such a beautiful picture of our transformation in Christ. And the most amazing point in the whole context of this is the advice that Mary, the mother of Jesus, yes. gives the sermons. Yeah. And I love what she says. She says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. To me, if we could follow that advice our whole life, listening to Mary say, whatever he tells you to do, do it, that would be the point of transformation for all of us. I know. Actually, the concept is very, very yeah, interesting for me coming from Islamic background working with Muslims because they think that, oh, it's impossible that a prophet of God, Jesus for them is a uh, uh, great prophet, a prophet of God will never turn water into wine, maybe wine into water, but mm. not water into wine. So it's some sort of uh, stumbling block for them. And for a long time I was thinking that why John uh, deliberately on purpose chooses this miracle as the first one to of his seven and right. yeah of, of his seven miracles which he has uh, chosen them uh, so that to prove that Jesus is the Messiah and Jesus is the Son of God so that in this way uh, with believing in him the people they have eternal life so but the good thing about John is that with every miracle he records he explains as if he interpret, interprets what, what he says. Right, right, so right. after chapter 2, we have chapter 3 and chapter 4. Mm -hmm. And the reason I believe that John has recorded this miracle is that he says the starting point of Christianity is transformation. Mm -hmm. And this is the same thing that John explains in the conversation of Jesus with Nicodemus, Nicodemus and with the woman at the well. You need to change. You need to have mm -hmm. uh, the new birth. And and then uh, the woman at the uh, at the well. And John so beautifully pictures that no matter if you are a member of uh, a very high rank member of society like right. Nicodemus or a uh, really somebody solo as the woman, uh, at, the well, woman right? at the well uh -huh. 
both of you actually you need to be transformed. You yeah. see, and, I, and I believe, Ferdoun, that that change defines our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are in the constant state of change. And I, I think of God looking at the earth in Genesis 1 mm-hmm. and seeing that the earth was void and without form. And he, intru- he invaded that darkness and he said, let there be light yeah. because he was going to do creation and he's creating in us his image. I really believe that change defines our faith. We need to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. You see, uh, I believe that... Uh, change is the strong point we have. The strength of Christianity is not the nice words which we find in the Gospels. Mm. The strength of Christianity is the impact it puts, the Word of God puts in the lives of the people and that is change. Unfortunately so many doctrines now they are trying somehow uh, to create some picture of Christianity that you can be a Christian without having any change in your life. Mm. And that's totally wrong because that's not you know, the right Christianity. The strong point of Christianity is the, the uh, real change in your life. And because of that real change, you know that what you have heard and what you have read, it's true mm-hmm. because you know that you're evidencing actually, by yeah, your life. Right. You have the influence of that word in your life. Mm-hmm. I think the best example of that is Paul the Apostle on the road to Damascus. He is mm-hmm. God, Jesus reveals himself to him and he says, who are you, Lord? And then he gets saved. And he's, the next thing was, what do you want me to do? And then he's just waiting there blind for Jesus, like dependent on him, just waiting for him. Then he comes to get baptized, and the next thing he does, immediately he preached. And Paul even uses himself, and he says, I was offered this grace to show God's manner of all kinds of loving suffering. In other words, mm-hmm. all of us can change, and all of us must change. We come to Christ who we are, but he doesn't leave us there because he loves us. And the question then becomes, how does he change? And I think this story, yeah. it definitely reveals to us some steps of that change. Remember what Mary said. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. There's an obedience attached to change that I recognize I'm not the person I am because the word has shown me that. And now I'm going to take that word and I'm going to apply it to my life. And this change, I think uh, John describes it so well in chapter 9 of his uh, uh, gospel gospel, uh, over there after uh, Jesus heals that uh, blind which was born blind and then these Pharisees they come and they bring a lot of these uh, uh, theological uh, debates but the guy says that look all these theological things you bring it up Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. and I don't care Mm -hmm. (laughs) one thing I care I was Blind, but now, now I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> That's the change, you see? Yeah. You know, our uh, theological discussions and all, you know, this doctrine, that doctrine, it's just a mind game. Yeah. Well, remember you know? what Paul told Timothy let your progress be evident. Exactly. Change defines us. Yeah. Change defines us. And I love the fact as well that it's water. Because remember when Paul pulls out and he says, wash your wife with the water of the word. And if we're the bride of Christ, 
this water, as it washes us, it washes away the filth of, of, of the way that we've been brought up or our personality that may need to change. Or, you know, yeah. I, I always use this example of sitting with a woman and her husband and she said to me, she goes, well, God made me loud and obnoxious. And so he's going to have to deal with it. And I said, oh, Lord, please help <laughs> this husband, you know. <laughs> now, he wasn't the best of husbands, but I'm thinking. And I said, no, your, 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 your culture, your society, your upbringing has made you loud and obnoxious. But God wants to make you gentle and quiet. Yeah. Change defines us. Yeah. One of the things, and I don't know, you guys tell me if you've had this, you know, come in contact with this or not. But change is desired amongst generally you know amongst mm-hmm. the believer mm-hmm. but when it happens and how it happens becomes like this frustrating moment you know we have our and gotcha, immediately right. they were healed and then mm-hmm. we have our they were healed within the hour you know mm-hmm. type circumstances so it's like how do you deal with just the the waiting process of transformation well it's like the 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 guy who comes to christ and he's immediately delivered of drugs and alcohol he's been set free but then he struggles with swearing or, you right. know, he struggles with, you know, uh, getting angry all the time. And so there's this wonderful, I am sanctified because of the blood of Jesus. But then there's this practical being sanctified each and every day. Right. Now, imagine if the servants didn't listen to Jesus. Imagine if they didn't fill the water pots and imagine if they um, uh, didn't take it to the master. They never would have experienced the miracle. Right. But I love the fact that that they filled it to the brim. And I'm gonna, that's, mm-hmm. I think, answering to your question, Adonis. We don't know what God's going to do with our life. We know that he's going to conform us into the image of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We know that. Are we giving it all of our effort? Are we fi- in the wait as we're yeah. waiting? Yeah. Are we giving our faith all of our effort, just like the widow gave all of her money that she had? In her, are, and like the servants, they filled it to the brim. This was a hard task. I lived in a country where we had to fill water from a well and walk mm-hmm. and put it up, put it in. This was a, a lot of effort on their part to be obedient and go beyond and fill it to the brim. Right. Sometimes we think that this waiting process is just uh, like waiting in, in the waiting room of a doctor or something. You are sitting over there. You don't have anything to do. Right. Just uh, looking at the magazine. Oh, that's a great but, point. But it's not like that. This waiting uh, actually time it's the process right. of uh, really having that, that that change again going back to that uh, blind man uh, Jesus could heal him over there as he had done it in uh, you know with with Bartimaeus that mm-hmm. you know just uh, be healed and the guy started seeing it but he heard not Jesus making mud putting on his eyes the guy is blind and jesus tells him go and wash your eyes yeah jesus i don't have eyes it's a struggle for me to go and wash my my (laughs) eyes you know what are you doing it there's a process because the Mm. guy now has a choice to obey it or not to obey it as pastor chet said the uh, servants they were there and now to obey it or not to obey it right so if the lord actually we pray and then there is a waiting time we should uh, check it now in this waiting time what are the commands right. that i have to do 
because there is a process and there are commands for me to do in that process. But and if I miss it, then I have missed the whole point. And, Bear, and Feridun, I love the fact that it's step by step. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. faith to faith and glory to glory. Like he says, I want you to fill it up. Then mm-hmm. I want you to take it to the master. I mean, it's just step by step. Yeah. And I love that about the Lord because I don't know if I'd be able to handle complete change. All of us, I think I'd go schizophrenic. You know, yeah. it's kind of like yeah. if the Lord had to say, everything about you right now today has got to change and be conformed. I love that he takes a lifetime and he takes that lifetime and every day, step by step, if Mm -hmm. we'll choose to be obedient, we're going to find next year, we're not going to be the same person that we were this year. Yeah, it is. It's Galatians 2.20. And I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but the life which I live now in the flesh, I live by faith. Faith in the son of God who loved me. Absolutely. And this life that I'm choosing to live, I'm choosing to live by faith faith I believe change comes as much more we give room for the Holy Spirit in our lives Mm. so many people they take it so lightly the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives and they think that the change will come with their own efforts rather than giving uh, room for the Holy Spirit to work in their lives and that's the problem because if we take the presence of the Holy Spirit from this equation, mm-hmm. it means that we are going to trust ourselves and our own strength, and the transformation is it's not, not going to happen. Yeah. It turns into uh, a work-based faith. Absolutely. And you guys, I think one of the reasons that people don't change, change is scary. I mean, I always like to eat this cereal. I always go to this lunch place. I always sit here in church. And when I start talking about like, I'm going to change or I'm going to wear different clothes or I I know for me, I don't like wearing shoes. So when (laughs) I have to change one day and put shoes on, my feet feel like they're being tortured. You know, it's like (laughs) one of those things where, you know, we don't, none of us like change, but I, I, it's so interesting that the change that happens in this water to wine, it's applauded. Mm -hmm. In other words, it was the best thing that could have happened to that water. It became not just wine. It became the best yes, wine that was offered yeah. there. Yeah. And it's amazing to me, like we're afraid to change, but yet we know we have a father, a heavenly father that has our best interests at heart, but we don't want to change because it means that I'm going to have to be different than what I'm used to or what I'm mm-hmm. comfortable with. Or, you know, um, there may be some things that uh, I don't simply want to change because I, I actually like it more than I like the godliness that God's trying to put in me. Right. Yeah. But I think we we forget just the the outcome. You know, I love that in this in this first miracle that truly God was revealed to the servants first. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. He was revealed oh, that's to good. the shepherds first. It's the humble. Yeah, you know, the, and and remember what He said in, in one of the in the Sermon on the Mount: "Blessed are the poor in spirit." Yeah, humility is a requirement for change. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the outcome is is holiness. I mean, I can imagine. Mm. You know. These, they, in some ways, put their lives on the line. I think we just coined another thing here on the Patmos podcast. What? Humility to holiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a little H Humility, and H. <laughs> humility to H squared. You know, humility is the way to holiness. And yeah. here he's, he's coming to the servants. They're being obedient. And there's a recognition that we all need to live in. I need change. Right. And I think the fear of change and we don't want to change sometimes can keep us from that. But if we can live in, I need to change today. Yeah. I need to change today. Yeah. I need to change today. I need to purpose to become more like Christ. Yeah. And over there, if you look at it, 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 it is not, you know, 
every water or normal water. It's the water they, they use. They use to actually clean themselves mm -hmm. religiously. It means that it was the mark of their, uh, uh, their, their religion over there. And Jesus actually points out that one, mm -hmm. that religion, the religion mm -hmm. that we was not capable of uh, providing the need they had. They needed wine. And later on in the uh, Gospel of John, it's so interesting that John uh, pictures uh, the Last Supper and over there Jesus says that, uh, takes the wine and says that this is my blood hmm. which will be shed. So over there, actually I believe Jesus is telling to us or John is trying to tell us that change is not going to happen through religion. It's going to happen. It's going okay. to happen through Christ mm -hmm. and Amen. the blood which shed blood. That's why Jesus says that if what we want great point. to yeah. have a change, it's, the water should be changed into the wine. Well, what a great wine. point that John begins with this miracle and ends with Jesus offering this wine. He, he offers change to all of us. All of us have the opportunity to be like Amen. him. Yeah. yeah, and it's cool like what you're saying, Adonis, tying in like the humility and sometimes we get so caught up in that servant role, but Jesus spoke to the servants and he, they brought the blood, if you're going off of your thought, Fairy Dune, to the master, to the people that probably had more, like, uh, were more favored in society. Mm -hmm. But he uses the, the, the humble servant and he speaks to them and through their obedience, everyone gets to experience the miracle. Well, I'll tell you, you know, and Ian, take a look at your own life. Your decisions of ch your decisions of change, your decisions of, of I want to follow after Christ. Look how it's affected your whole family. You know, when someone makes a purpose to change, they offer that wine to someone else. Other people look and go, I want that. I want that change. I don't want to be stuck any longer in this misery and this anger and this jealousy and this frustration. How are you set free? And now because you've been set free and because you've allowed Jesus to change you in that obedience, other people look on and go, I want that. I mm -hmm. want to drink that cup as well. Def def they Definitely. don't want water anymore. Because, yeah. yeah, they don't well, they won't want yeah. the water anymore. Yeah. You know? Because they want the change. You know, nobody really rejects, you know, having change or becoming free from the bondages they had. Just imagine uh you no know, when we uh become face to face with the blood, blood of Jesus, yeah. atoning blood of Jesus, whatever dirt is in our heart is going to show itself. Just imagine wine comes to that, uh, whatever, the master of the feast or yeah. wedding, and as soon as he sees the wine, whatever dirt is in his mind comes out. He says, yeah. oh, the people, the other people, normally they give the good wine first and when they are drunk, then they will give the cheap one. But you have a, so far then, this guy is thinking that, oh, what a cheap wine mm. this guy is giving to us. Look at him. Mm -hmm. This is not a good feast. What is he doing? And he's thinking. And now that he says it, 
the dirt is out because he was not thinking right with the, about the bride and bridegroom, which they had invited oh, him right. to respect him. Yeah, because uh, he's yeah. thinking of himself, yeah. I can't believe you what brought the this cheap, cheap wine. People, yeah, <laughs> what cheap people, uh, you know, they are. And at the same, uh, uh, at the same time... But uh, how beautiful that Christ <laughs> touches this water and he, you know, totally exposes, you know, yeah. that in one sense. But on the other side of it, how he redeems the situation, yeah, you know, exactly. he redeems it. Well, I'll tell you, you know, we said earlier that change really defines our faith. And if we really have the desire to be conformed into the image of Christ, then I think it's going to be asking ourselves the question on a daily basis, what needs to change about me today? And I know the Lord is, we can be confident of this, that he who began a good work, he's going to complete it. We've got to be responsible to change. Do you remember the three cities that Jesus ministered at in Chorazin and Bethsaida and Capernaum. And he says, look, because you didn't repent with everything that was done for you, and I I set up my headquarters in Capernaum, he says, there's going to be a greater judgment. And I really believe he's saying, look, you guys chose not to change. And I don't want judgment. I don't want the judgment of you chose not to change. I want to celebrate in this new wine that everyone has to be, everyone is able to have a taste of, and th- hopefully they'll see my life and choose to change as well. Adonis, why don't you wrap it up and just let us know, what do you think the Spirit is ministering to us today? Well, first off, I think that it's possible. Mm, change good is word. possible. Good I word. think sometimes we think we're stuck or that's just the way we are, mm-hmm. but the, the Spirit is drawing us deeper, not to be... Um, better but to be in not to be better but to be more in the image of god and we we know that from um second corinthians three eighteen, with unveiled face we are being transformed in mm, the same great image word, great you know? word and so it's the change isn't just you know for he's, the sake of change he's not setting us up for impossible right it is possible that we can change and i think that's such a great way to wrap up because the enemy wants to convince us that will always be who we are. Yeah. But Jesus is always busy about seeing us become more like him. Great word, Adonis. Until next time, God bless you guys. Thank you for your support and generous donations. And if you feel led to invest and give, you can do so at patmosreality.com forward slash give.